everybody. So today is Friday. That means it's time for my Friday favorites. And this new series that I started after Friday Five kind of became a bit of a nightmare for me, or just talk about things that I like. And this month, I actually had an accomplishment in the world of animation. I, for my, for my blind spot series over on my blog, this is a series where I watch a classic film or a much praised film uh, that I haven't seen. And I've been doing it for three years. And I watched Whispers of the Heart. And that was my final Studio Ghibli film. So it's got to be really fun for me to share with you my Studio Ghibli rankings uh, for this Friday Favorites. So uh, there's 24 films. And so I'm going to go through these pretty fast because I don't want this to be super long. But uh, let me know your rankings and what you think of these films. Honestly, I like to love all of these films. I mean, I, I feel like even the failures are sort of interesting failures. And so I can watch them and get something out of them. I don't think there's any that are just a complete disaster, personally. So let's keep going. Number 24, I have Ocean Waves. And this was done by a bunch of junior animators at Studio Ghibli. They really had a hard time transitioning new talent, much more so than Pixar has had. Uh, they really, I hear Mosa Yonobayashi was really the only one that was able to sort of transition out of Studio Ghibli and start his own uh, things. And uh, all the other directors that they worked with either died or it didn't work out. So it's, it's just interesting. But anyway, this movie, the problem is the characters are just too unlikable, but it does have some pretty animation and, uh, you know, it's, it's fine. It has this nice moments. So 24, Ocean Waves. 23, uh, Tales of Ursia. This is by Goro Miyazaki, the son of Hayao Miyazaki. I think this movie gets more crap than it deserves. I think it's so beautiful. It has some really nice themes. It takes some risks, uh, but the story is kind of muddled and doesn't really work, but I still like it. I still don't mind watching it, so I have it at 23. Number 22 is where we get to films that I genuinely like a lot. And uh, so this might be a kind of an unpopular opinion, this low, but I do still really like it, is um, Pompoko. I, I think it is has a really nice message. I think it's funny. I love the animation. And it's just a delight. This is by Saya Takahata. The only reason I have it so low is because there are some sort of weird elements to me that make it one that I don't want to turn on. Uh, as much as some other ones, <laughs> as far as like jumping on their family jewels and like, uh, and sort of when they become human. And I don't know, there's just some stuff that's just a little strange for me, but I still really do like it. 22 is my ranking. 21, I have Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro. This is not technically Studio Ghibli, but both, uh, but Hayao Miyazaki directed it. It was his first film that he directed. So I counted on here. This is uh, in a series of Lupin adventures. Uh, he's kind of this uh, good for nothing who gets in trouble, but always ends up sort of uh, ends up saving the day in the end. And, and, uh, and so it's really fun. It's a fun little like kind of mystery adventure type uh, story. Uh, it's got a lot of good humor to it. And uh, it's just not quite as memorable maybe as some of his other films, but I still do enjoy it. So I have it at 21. Number 20, I have Howl's Moving Castle. This is Miyazaki. I think that this movie has a lot going for it. I really like Calcifer. I think he's very funny. I like Billy Crystal in the dub in there. I love all the steampunk aesthetics. It's really great. I really like Sophie as a character. I think she's very empathetic. I think she's very warm. And uh, I like the 
message of beauty is within, not, dep not depending on your age. But there's a lot of randomness in this movie. There's a lot of things that happen that don't really make sense. The, 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 the parameters of the curse don't really make sense. Uh, like Hal's powers and what he can do seem to change depending on what the script needs. And I don't know, it's just the story doesn't quite do it for me, but I really do still enjoy it. So I have it at 20. Number 19, I have Panda Go Panda. This is one you probably haven't heard of, but this is by Asaya Takahata. And it's two shorts about this girl who ends up finding the circus panda. And it really reminded of We Bear Bears, which I really love. And it was really sweet and funny and I enjoyed it. So I have it at 19. Number 18, I have The Cat Returns. This is a spinoff of Whispers of the Heart uh, about the cat baron uh, from that film. Uh, the, this girl gets sort of lost in the, uh, in the world, the cat kingdom, and she almost has to marry the son of the cat kingdom king. And it's just kind of a, a little bit of a weird movie, but I still enjoyed it. I, I like the animation. I think it's funny enough. I think it's sweet enough. And uh, so that's why I have it at 18. Then number 17, I have Grave of the Fireflies. This is really hard to rate, rank this one because it's so beautiful. It's just devastating to watch. It's really a great film, a great war film, uh, and I really do admire it, but it's definitely not one that I, I look to sort of rewatch at all. Like it's just, it's kind of a one-time watch. I've seen it twice uh, and it's just so devastating. Uh, so I don't know where to rank it, but I ended up putting it at 17 just because of that rewatchability. But I know I do really like it, so I'm not sure about that one. But anyway, I have it at 17. It's a beautiful, beautiful film. Uh, number 16, I have The Secret World of Arrietty. This is Bayashi's first film that he directed, Hiromasa Yunobayashi. And I think he did a pretty good job. This is based on The Borrowers, and so this little girl... Uh, this this little child finds this uh, this girl that's a little person like that's a that's little and uh, that's living in their house and they become friends and I think the biggest strength to this movie is just how lush and beautiful everything looks it just takes your breath away it's a really stunning film it's a very sweet film and uh, I I enjoy it. I like the relationship with Arietti and the, the little child. It works for me. So I have it at 16. 15, I have Porco Rosso. This is this movie uh, that really captures a lot of things that Miyazaki loves, uh, particularly flying and airplanes. And it's, I like the, in the dub, I like Michael Keaton. I think he's a lot of fun. You have this pig who is this sort of curmudgeonly, pilot and they don't really ever explain why he's a pig it's sort of random but uh but it's just delightful and it's funny and great animation and yeah it's just not one of my favorites but i still really like it i have it at 15. 14 i have from up on poppy hill this is sort of the redemption for goro miyazaki after tales of russia uh, this is a really sweet story about uh, a group of students who fight to save this student center that they love and there's also this growing bond between uh, these two students who find out they are connected to each other in a way that they never could. And it is a little confusing because you really do think that it's becoming a romance, but then like things happen that it can't be. So, so I don't know, that's sort of weird, but, uh, but anyway, it's still beautiful and I, I do enjoy it. I think it's very sweet. So I have it at 14. 
13, I have My Neighbors the Yamadas. This is by Asa Takahata. And it's kind of like their version of sort of The Simpsons a little bit. Like you've got this family with, uh, with a girl, a boy, a, uh, a sweet mom, and a grumpy kind of dad. And their various goings on that happen, uh, like they lose the little girl at the department store at one point. And, and it, it's, it's sort of the, the, the trials and little moments of a marriage that kind of make things. You've got the grandma. It's just really sweet and really funny. And I love the animation. It's sort of a watercolor aesthetic. So I love that. So I have it at 13. Number 12, I have Whispers of the Heart. And this, I really liked the two lead characters. You have this little, you have this boy who's learning to become a violin maker. And then you have this girl who really wants to write. And I liked how much autonomy she had to make her own choices, whether it came to her schooling, whether it came to so many different things. And she starts hearing this story about this barren cat who then we later see in The Cat Returns. And I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. I liked her journey. I felt like it was pretty realistic and moving. And so I have it at 12. Number 11, I have When Marnie Was There. This movie is all about how we kind of rescue each other when we're, feel, when we're facing sort of mental health crises or crises in general in our lives. And I really thought it was moving. And I, you know, it definitely, uh, some could say that it's uh, a little bit kind of queer baiting, I guess. But I think it's just a different cultural standard of uh, friendship and relationships and stuff between between uh, difference between Japan and us. Uh, but I love the just the whole message of rescue and how emotionally true and honest it is about its characters. And I love the music and I love the animation. So 11 for me. Number 10, I have Only Yesterday. This is a very simple movie about a young woman who starts to, who goes to this collective farm and she starts thinking about her life uh, in like the fourth grade. And you see those take those scenes sort of take off and just like little moments of life that it captures, you know, like the time they buy their first pineapple or uh, they, she finds out about what a period is or just little sweet moments. I really loved all of the children's parts. I don't think the adult parts are as strong because they're a little preachy and just not quite as interesting to me as the and whimsical as the, as the children part, but the children part is so strong and it's just such a sweet, lovely movie that I have it at 10. This, that's a side Takahata. So number nine, I have the red turtle. This was produced and, uh, distributed by uh, Studio Ghibli. It was directed by Michael Dudak DeWitt. And this is just such a beautiful film. Aside Taka was very involved, and you can definitely tell. Uh, it's a, a magical realism about this man who gets shipwrecked onto a desert island, and he becomes sort of friends with this red turtle, and then different magical things happen. And it, it doesn't have any dialogue, uh, but they use the music so well, and it's just so touching, and the animation is so beautiful. I really love it. And uh, so I have it at number nine. Number eight, I have Ponyo, which I just think is probably the cutest movie to ever exist. It's so sweet. It's so cute. And I love Ponyo and I love all the characters. And I love when she's like riding across, running across the ocean is beautiful. And uh, I don't know. It's just such a sweet, cute little movie that I really enjoy it. So I have it at eight. Number seven, I have Kiki's Delivery Service. This movie is very emotionally true. And I think that's what makes it special. Uh, you have this girl who is transitioning from being a girl to being a woman and how she goes through some depression and she happens to be a witch. 
and she can't fly when she's feeling this way. And so it treats her mental health very seriously and it's just so lovely and uh, the animation is great and the talking cat is great and I just love it. So I have it at seven. Number six, I have Castle in the Sky, a great adventure story. I, I love, you know, when they get up to this island, the two, two, uh, the, the boy and the girl, the two lead characters are so charming, are so sweet, are so funny. I love the pirates. They're really great. I, I, I like the, the um, kind of robot that they find on the island, all the clues putting it together. I love the animation. I love the way it uses sort of blues and uh, it kind of sparkles in a way. I just think it's, it's great. The music is so great. It's just a delight to watch. Number number six. Number five, I have The Tale of Princess Kaguya. This is a very long movie, so it won't be for everybody. And, it, and it's just about this girl growing up and realizing she, uh, and, and she decides to follow her parents no matter what. And that obedience ends up costing her kind of her soul. And so it's, it's sort of a cautionary tale in a lot of ways. The animation is so stunning and the way it uses music is really incredible. Uh, I, I think it's one of the best uses of the way that music just sort of moves through the characters is really incredible. It's going to be too slow paced for some, but I loved it. I have it at five. Number four, I have Princess Mononoke. This is such an amazing uh, man versus nature story. Uh, you have these giant uh, like boar <laughs> demons that are coming after this people. And so they, they end up on this, uh, they end up fighting with this, uh, this forest uh, people that are led by this princess, this woman named Shun. And it's just a really violent, really intense movie that you'll never forget. And I, I feel like I learned something new about it every time I watch it. And I'm more impressed with it every time I watch it. Great music, uh, just stunning. I have it at four. Number three, I have Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. I usually don't like dystopians because I find them very cynical. This is the one that I like because I feel like the character of Nausicaa is such a lovely character. She is so noble and she has, she has such pure intentions and pure goals of what she's trying to do. She's not cynical really at all. And uh, I love the world building is amazing. The bugs are incredible. So creative, so lovely. I, you know, I've, I think the music is really cool. I, I just, it has such a, a deep heart to it, despite it being a dystopian, which is very rare. And I just love the character so much. And I think it's really moving, beautiful movie. So I have it at three. Uh, number two, I have My Neighbor Totoro. And this movie is just the most, one of the most delightful movies I think I've ever seen in my life. And it, it also takes its characters very seriously. And I think that's what separates uh, this and maybe Winnie the Pooh from other movies made for small children is that this doesn't treat the, this doesn't talk down to these children. It takes them very seriously. And the fact that they are scared about their mother is the whole reason who's sick in the hospital is the whole reason that Totoro comes to basically take care of them watch over them but he's still kind of a he's kind of a big dope <laughs> Totoro and so that makes it entertaining and uh it's just got such heart and so lovely and the animation is so delightful and I just I just love it I think it's great and I I like even the adults in it are really well done and uh, interesting and great and so I have it at two my, my number one 
Studio Ghibli film is Spirited Away. I know it's kind of a cliche because it's most people's favorite since it's the Oscar winner, but the thing I think that sets us apart from any other animated film uh, the, from Studio Ghibli is that this movie is just endlessly inventive. Like every single moment of the movie is something new, something creative, something unexpected. And I just think that's an, an incredible experience to watch. It's rare that you get, I mean, I like a good formula film that executes that well, but in this case, but I, it's just so exciting to watch something where you have no idea what's going to come next, whether it's the giant baby or the dragon that turns into paper planes or the, you know, whatever it is, it's so, so magical so delightful i like the the growth that chihiro takes along the uh way of the movie she she becomes this she starts out as a sort of whiny character who sort of by the end is this strong bold character and i really think that works really well it's scary at times it's sweet at times it's just delightful it's one of my favorite movies of all time let alone one of my favorite animated films of all time. So I have it at number one. So let's review. I have at 24, Ocean Waves, 23, Tales from Ursia, 22, Pompoco, 21, the, uh, Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro, 20, Howl's Moving Castle, 19, Panda Go Panda, 18, The Cat Returns, 17, Grave of the Fireflies, 16, The Secret World of Arietti, 15, Porco Rosso, 14, From Upon Poppy Hill, 13, My Neighbors of the Yamadas, 12, Whisper of the Heart, 11, When Marnie Was There, 10, Only Yesterday, 9, The Red Turtle, 8, Ponyo, 7, Kiki's Delivery Service, 6, Castle in the Sky, 5, The, the Tale of Princess Kagawa, 4, Princess Mononoke, 3, Nasca of the Valley of the Wind, 2, My Neighbor Totoro, and 1, Spirit of Away. So let me know what your rankings are and what you think of my ranking. And uh, thanks so much. And we will talk again soon. Bye. Well, hi, everybody. I had to do a little addendum to this podcast because I realized after I posted it that I forgot to include The Wind Rises. I knew I was going to forget something. <laughs> So it would go in my ranking at number nine, just after Ponyo. Uh, so there you go. That's Wind Rises. Beautiful love story. A very interesting uh, kind of a neutral look at war in, in the sense that just the, how it impacts this one man and his designing air war planes and, and how that kind of affects his life and the complex values of that. So it's a really good movie. I don't know why I forgot it. Just one of those days. <laughs>